Well, we made it to the credits of The Boy in Blue, and you've made it here to the fourth episode of our prestigious collapse down the career of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> A prestigious collapse. I like that one. Yeah. Good, good you know word smithing. Paint me a word picture, Lord Sethen. Well, this is the boy in blue, which is extremely descriptive, because he is a boy, <laughs> and he did wear blue some of the time. Get out your, um, your blue paints, your cornflower blue, and your powder blue, and your azure haze. Azure? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just making stuff up now. Tan boy cyan. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, spoilers would... ahead, but... I wouldn't worry too much about that because you definitely haven't and probably are not going to see this movie. <laughs> I would not be surprised if you had never heard of this movie and uh, also we're never going to see it. We're going to give it a shining review, though. Absolutely shining. Yes. Yes. Reflective, some might say. Like the water. Like polish in a turd. I mean, well, we can get into that. <laughs> yeah. So Okay, so Boy in Blue is a biopic of a guy named Ned... I forget his last name already. <laughs> <laughs> Flanders. I wish. That'd be funny. Uh, no, yeah, it's a biopic. He, uh, this movie is extremely unclear about uh, when the fuck this movie, it takes place. So I think like. <laughs> Seriously, it is. I think it's in the like mid to late 1800s. Like 68, 1868, 1875, something like that. Um, because there's still horse and carriage and steamboats and stuff, and there's nary a car to be seen. I mean, yeah, there are, like there are cars, but like two or three. Yeah, um, and they were all like, they were the uh, the steampunk, the steam-driven oddity type vehicle, not like right. a, not like a Model T. So we're not. I'm not sure when this takes place. Um, but there was a lot of instances of guys in like <laughs> red heather colored tank tops with headbands like straight out of like 1984 which is and like i guess they had buttons on the top of the shoulders on the tank top so i guess that makes it period correct i thought uh, yes <laughs> i thought you were going to say that there were just uh, there were so many scenes of just rowing there's just guys in boats rowing, and I'm like, you've you've nailed it, Seth. Yeah. You've accurately summed up the movie. <laughs> yep. Plot There's not much more. Nicholas Cage rows some boats, and then the credits roll. <laughs> Nick Cage rows some boats, uh, sometimes in slow motion, and I mean, I guess sometimes there's, in a montage. I guess there's a, a love story, a love B plot, like. I guess. I, would, I wouldn't go that far. No, yeah. That's <laughs> um, so crazy. No, this is basically uh, Canadian Sculler Rocky. That is this. That is what this yes. story is. <laughs> yes, except it also takes place almost entirely in America. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Nick, Nick Cage's character, Ned, is just from Canada. Yeah, and they open with Canadian Prohibition, which I, like, I did not realize was a thing. No, nah, me either. But apparently for a time it was also illegal to consume and make alcohol in canada so the movie opens with nick cage's character ned rowing boats ostensibly as part of like fucking moonshine running 
No, but wait, the, in a the boat, very opening. Well, the, like when he's yeah, racing right. against the, very the guy. opening is like a is like a weird race that we start yeah. halfway through. But Which is strange. He, but yeah, yes. <laughs> and that was like a climactic thing. There was like some cheating involved in this race. No, it was like seriously. suddenly action. It was it was you're dropped into this movie like credits still on screen with Nick Cage in a race against this guy, and the whole entire opening sequence feels like the climactic ending sequence to another movie about a Canadian yeah. scholar. Like, yes, yeah. there's like this, <laughs> the, there's horns in the background. There's so much like drama. And then the guy's cheating and there's this like yeah, slow-mo, like, almost like corrective fight ensuing thing. Like it was he goes so around, wild. Like they go around the buoy and the guy runs into Nick Cage's boat and like takes his oar and he's like, bye-bye. And like, does the whole childish yeah. wave thing and then it's this big climactic but nick cage wins and then we get into the movie where he goes back to his like moonshine headquarters and has a delivery to make <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> it's oh. just a strange placement for that i think we're supposed to understand that he's so good at sculling because he's a moonshine runner but right. it's net like that's just I don't know, man. This is the the entire movie. I was trying to, like, I, I was thinking in my mind, like, why the hell would they do that? Like, why would they do this here <laughs> and why would they do that there? But then I re- remembered that it's like based on a true story, so that's probably just the way shit went down. But yeah. it is presented so strangely is, in the movie that this, it's it's hard to understand. It's this movie's pacing <laughs> is, I think, a prank. It is an hour and a half long, including credits. One and, and a half hours. There's things. Okay, so it shows a <laughs> lot of rowing. And then there's a girl. And the literally, smash cut, he's in love with her. Then, yeah. 32 seconds later, smash cut. Now they're maybe getting married. 30 seconds later, more rowing for another 15 it's minutes. Just, in, the, in the first 20 <laughs> minutes of the movie, and I know this because I, I pressed up on my Xbox controller to see the, what the time stamp was, but like the first <laughs> 20 minutes of the movie revealed every goddamn thing that you need to know, and from then on it was just, I, I guess, developing those stories, but developing, I think, may be a strong term. <laughs> now, I have a theory, though. I I think that this movie was just a farce to get the production, like the director, the producer, the the crew involved, more Money views of Nick Cage without a shirt on because <laughs> he's fucking ripped as no, shit. No, yeah, in no, this he movie. is in phenomenal shape for this one. <laughs> oh my god, dude! There's there's a scene where uh, he like is training. And he stands up with the the love interest. Like, she comes down, and he got her a puppy as a gift. It, it's not that important. But he stands <laughs> up, and there's, like, that, like, baby oil glisten all over him. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Is this, a, is this WWE? These muscles look <laughs> super fake. This is 22-year-old Nick Cage or whatever the hell. It's like, oh, my God, who is this? What is happening? This is a porn. I think we're watching a porn. With a... <laughs> With a with a sculling like subplot. <laughs> I mean, in the in the first probably five minutes of the movie, like after he wins that big climactic race that seemed like it was the ending scene to another movie, um, he goes and makes a delivery with his moonshine, and the cops are there when he 
when he hits the shore with his boat to make the delivery and then he excuse me he uh, you know runs away he gets away from that and then that scene is just kind of over right that was kind of a setup mm-hmm. to to establish that the law is after him for moonshining but after that scene again smash cut to him just in bed with this chick just fucking I think totally fucking I don't but here's the thing because we've seen in Birdie what Nick Cage fucking looks like and this was not that this I think was a rodeo training thing where they were like she was like pretending to ride a mechanical bull like that was not there it was such a wild like motion let me get this straight for two seconds hold on are you saying that you now seth are an expert in the just hip gyrations and and pleasure motions of nick cage that you absolutely this was this was not nick cage fucking this was nick cage acting as the the supine mechanical bull <laughs> for this lady to practice on because that makes way uh, a lot of sense. That is correct. Yes. We have seen Nick Cage have sex in, I think every movie so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there, there have been boobs and sex in every movie. It does seem to be a theme. So <laughs> I do at this point consider myself somewhat of an expert, at least more expertise than I anticipated having going into this. <laughs> more expertise than I ever wanted in my life on this particular yeah. subject. And that being said, this particular scene and motion was not what I would classify as hip gyration. I would classify it as bucking. Yeah, but she was having a good old time either way. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely something. <laughs> something was happening. But yeah, no, that leads into like smash cut to that. Him banging this girl from his hometown, and then he gets roped into winning a race in, or I mean, racing in America, and he ends up winning that race and comes back to a hero's welcome in Canada. Somehow. And then like, I think, how did they even know about this race? I don't like. I have no idea. Well, the the whole thing was like there was a reporter that went up to him afterwards, and they in six seconds established that like yeah everybody's talking about it everybody in your hometown knows and that was just the end of that oh i think i may have missed that actually (laughs) yeah because it was about six seconds (laughs) but he gets home and i believe that's where he meets the love interest uh maggie and she's just sitting on stage and he looks at her and it's the whole it was supposed to be the whole love at first sight thing but like they say about seven words to each other the entire movie, and then they get married. Yeah. I just... And... <laughs> oh, man. Their marriage is so weird. So, Maggie was engaged, right? To, like, forcibly engaged to another guy. Also, I think Maggie is from Victorian England. Because... Seriously, and just, like, lives in... <laughs> was she in Canada or in America? All of this movie idea. is such a muddled mess. <laughs> This movie is so fucking wild. I just... So, wow. She, she's engaged to another guy, and a couple of times Nick Cage is like, hey, don't fucking marry this guy. Yeah, because they were a trying wet to... sock. They were just trying to... They were trying to establish the whole, like, oh, I'm marrying this man because my parents say so, and, like, I have to for royalty, but there's no royalty yeah. involved. It was just an arranged marriage. Yeah, I think that she was. Was she? She went... When... When... 
Nick Cage, which I keep saying Nick Cage instead of Ned, his fucking character. <laughs> they both start um, with N. It's close enough. Uh, he asks, he's like, are you in love with this guy? And she, like, sheepishly, like, turns away. And then he gets, like, angry and storms off. So I assumed that meant that, like, yeah, she did have feelings for this guy. No, I think that, that she was, was supposed to marry. I thought that was a way. Do, like, he was asking her, do you love him? And then she just, like, looks away because she doesn't want to say because she she really isn't. But she knows she shouldn't say that she's not because it's an arranged yeah, maybe. marriage. I don't know. Unsure. It's not, it's not very clear. Yeah. Uh, so, let me. This this setup is the most fucking wild. This is the one where I was like, "All right, I can't. I don't know anymore." <laughs> so, she is arranged to get married to this guy on a Saturday, which I think is like three days from the scene where that is said. Nick Cage then does like a pre-race or a training thing. I don't even actually remember what the fuck happened. But he, like, does a thing for a day and then convinces her. No, no. I remember because this scene was such a roller coaster, I'm, I struggle with it. So It's okay, he's man. Like, I'm here for you. I, I, you. I have your back. Use yeah. me as your emotional rock. He's supposed, he <laughs> finds out that she's about to get married. She gets, he sees her get into a carriage with her betrothed. Oh, yeah. And they go down, to, go down the street, and Ned is like, Oh, fuck no. And he chases them and has, uh, like, borderline a mental breakdown uh, on the carriage trying to convince her not to marry this guy. And this guy is basically just like, you're fucking Get the hell out of here, man. Get your dirty-ass barbarian shit out of here. <laughs> and, and then she goes with him, and that's that. But then, that night, she overhears them, her uncle and the, her betrothed, like, talking about shit and laughing. So she dresses up like a hobo and sneaks out and finds somehow Nick's, like Ned's uh, house. house. Yeah. I don't even I... know how she found it. But she sneaks in, wakes him up in the middle of the night, and is like, hey, I don't think that they're necessarily planning anything bad, but they laughed and they said your name. I didn't hear them, but I don't like it. And then she <laughs> tries to leave. And, and he goes, He's no, like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You and then he undresses here. her. He's like, stay. And she stays. So then he, they take their clothes off and they have sex. And then literally, I say smash cut and that doesn't do it justice because the music fucking hard oh cuts my with God. the scene. Yes, yes. No, oh my because gosh, dude. after they bang at night, it it cuts to morning and it does that whole like like you know, calm, uplifting music and, like, mm -hmm. somebody's walking with some wood on their shoulder towards the house and all this stuff and, like, uh, and then cuts splat. to <laughs> the inside of the house, them in the bed, and the music just cuts straight off. Like, no just fade off. out. Just, it's off. It's done. Yep. Mid-measure. It's just gone. So, and then <laughs> she's like, oh, you compromised me. You should compromise me again. Yeah, she's like, and now then, I know how it feels. It's like, how it, feel, how it feels to be what? She's like, uh, how it feels to be compromised. She's like, would you do me a favor? He's like, anything. And she's like, compromise me again. <laughs> Zero percent. The so most ham-fisted delivery. I love it. <laughs> and then the uncle shows up, which is Margaret's uncle. We probably uh, should have explained a lot before this. Honestly? <laughs> It wouldn't have mattered because it makes so little sense as it is. Yeah. Uh, he shows up. He's like, hey, I'm going to fucking bribe Ned to lose this race. Uh, but 
he's hiding Margaret in his house. So he's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, 10 grand, sure. Sounds great. Get the fuck out of here <laughs> so I can yeah. take your niece out without you seeing her naked. Uh, <laughs> and then from that scene, it's like, okay, great. We took the money. It's fine. He leaves. Another smash, smash cut. cut. Like smash cut. Literally just hard cut to church bells ringing and people outside uh, a church and a married couple comes out of the church store. Surprise, it's Ned and Margaret, not the, the patrol that she was supposed to marry on Saturday. I don't know how much time has gone by. We don't know what the fuck happened. Exactly. See, like, it was this whole thing where she snuck out and went to his house to warn him of potential you know, shenanigans that her uncle and her, her fiancé are cooking up against him. And he's like, no, stay. And then they bang. And no mention whatsoever is made of, like, we should get married. Nothing like that. It, it seemed like just this scene of this, like, oh, I don't really love him. And, like, this is one night of passionate lovemaking before the wedding. And then it was going to be one of those scenes where Nick Cage... Like, if anybody has anything to say, and he's like, no, I have something to say. Like, it seemed like it was going to mm-hmm. be one of those. But no. Nope. Just plot twist. <laughs> smash cut. They're married now. Yeah, they got married. And um, all of this, I am not kidding, happened in the space of about five minutes. Yeah. Uh, I, we have been talking about it longer than it happened. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and never it's never mentioned, like, up until this point, Nick Cage has been like pining over Margaret and she has been like, no, I just went along with you to help my uncle win bets. No, I don't like you. I'm marrying this guy. And then actually clean Blake, <laughs> clean break to, uh, but actually really hold on. <laughs> we're married now. Psych. Yeah. What it, a, was, it was so weird, man. The entire movie felt like that too. It felt like they're, they tried to do so much and they tried to shove so much you know, mm-hmm. plot and character development and emotional hits into this hour and a half, but they did none of the setup required to make them hit at all. None at all. I have written in my notes three separate times that says, did I miss a scene? Because <laughs> there's plot that I'm supposed to know. It was 15 minutes of rowing, Nick Cage on a rowing machine, and then, oh, by the way, uh, there's romance and he's angry about it, and then and then more rowing, like... He's rowing. It's great. Look at his shoulder muscles. This canoe's amazing. And also, she might be married on Saturday. More rowing. And then his shoulders are still good. And now that he's in a tank top and sweaty, more rowing. The water's nice. We should go to the England. More rowing. Also, they're married now. More rowing. <laughs> that was the whole movie. Well, you actually don't have to watch it now because we, we did it. We did it for you. You're welcome. Uh, I maybe play play. I'm not going to assume you said thank you. I'm not going to be that pompous. Not for this movie. No. <laughs> I want to point out there are two things that I really thoroughly enjoyed about this film. Like, oh. unabashedly, unironically, I enjoyed them. Number one. Tell me. The canoe slash boats were gorgeous. Oh the woodworking and the finish, oh my god, absolutely spectacular. And they... Yeah. They paid a lot of time, like showing these pretty boats and gliding through the water. It I was mean, like they it should was have. very it's, great. They were yes, gorgeous. Exactly. Very worthwhile time spent, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Especially being a woodworker myself, it was like same thing. Yes, yeah. Uh, secondly, the inexplicable, literal Rocky Balboa montage 
of Nick Cage See? with the 80s synth music in the background training. <laughs> that is oh. that is the moment I realized, and that is why I said this is just Canadian rowing Rocky. It yes. really is. That is exactly is, what they tried to do with this movie. Because it's it, like a So the whole minute. thing is Nick Cage lives in Canada. Ned lives in Canada, and he... I guess races as a hobby because he really makes his money moonshining and that's how he got so good at rowing. So this guy comes up to him after the intro race and says, hey, let me be your manager. Go race in Philly and we'll make a bunch of money together. And Nick Cage is like, no. So this guy who uh, asked him to be his manager, Billy, uh, or Bill, whatever, um, Billy sets him up and basically makes the police chase him into the water and Billy pulls up on this boat and says, all right, row to this, this, this steam liner. And Ned doesn't know it at the time, but it's going to take them to the States. And so that's how he like ropes him into this whole, um, being a prestigious racer thing. And then that evolves into, uh, Knox, who is, uh, Margaret's uncle. He's like, Hey, you need a better manager because these police in Canada are gonna fuck your shit up because you're still wanted. I can make that go away. Just let me be your manager. Yeah. Ostensibly, Billy's like the intro and then Knox is the, the big time. The big time. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Ned's character gets caught and, uh, you know, by the police and goes to jail. And then uh, Billy comes to bail him out and says, hey, I want to see you be great. Go take Knox's deal, and Knox is going to give me 500 bucks to fuck right off. And so, boom, Knox is, is, is Ned's new lawyer, or new uh, manager. And so, it's this whole, like, like uh, humble beginnings where he was just having fun and enjoying it to this bigger level where he has all these, like, sponsors and other other troubles that come with you know making more money and having more recognition and all this stuff and it gets to the point where because these rich folks are betting so much on races um Knox included uh there's a lot of shenanigans involved like Knox hires Billy to sabotage another person's boat so that uh so that Ned can win and so it's this whole thing of like Ned does the honorable thing and, and like shows the guy the, the sabotage and races fair and square but it turns out that like Billy also sabotaged Ned's boat and then while they're on the water and his oar is falling out of the bracket Billy jumps into the water and hands him a wrench can't it's, let his friend go down like that even though it was his fault kind of thing Yeah, Which would have been like a nice plot point if it wasn't so like glossed over <laughs> no it really was it took a it was so yeah. short like which is um, really the failure of this movie this film <laughs> i mean ba being a biopic about an actual guy and his actual story like yeah. the, the story is good the 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 things that happened are interesting and worth telling and blah 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 like it's a good story it is mm -hmm. just filmed absolutely poorly it's a travesty oh. of of a movie but the, the story's interesting, and the shit that happens is interesting and, and could have been a good movie had mm. it not been this one. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that's where I was going with that, is because 
Um, after the falling out with Knox and all the great training he was getting from Knox as like super professional trainer and everything, um, Ned goes back to the guy that they originally got his his like big time racing boat from. Um, because the guy who gave them the boat was actually the inventor of that sliding seat that you see on, you know, rowing boats. Like, you sit on this sliding seat so that you can use the power from your legs to kind of pull the oars and, and get more, get a more powerful stroke that way. But this guy was the inventor of that seat. So, um, Ned goes back to this guy who gave them the boat. And that is when the Rocky montage starts because he's like, train me, you know, all the tricks. You used to be a racer. You used to be the greatest. And so he's like, all right, when do we start? And then montage. Ba, 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 training exactly. montage. And that is Which exactly is, what it was. I just, it was, oh man, it was so glorious. However, uh, it was in the, like, the last of his whole career. Like, basically, that would be like if, Rain, if, if Rocky had just worked his way up and won the championship and then was like, yo, I'm amazing, but I could be maybe a little better. Training <laughs> montage. <laughs> No, it wouldn't be like Rocky being, I'm amazing, but I had a falling out with my manager, so now I need another way back to the top because I've been banned from fighting in the United States. Like, yeah, yeah that, was the, that was the thing. Like, for no reason at all, Ned, like, cheats in a race. He, he rams well, the racer. Yeah, so what, what happened was the, the guy he's racing, he's, a, he's an Aussie, mm-hmm. um, Billy sabotages canoe. And the guy, or Ned, did the right thing and showed him the sabotage. And then they went out and raced fair and square. And the Aussie was, like, talking mad shit to Billy the whole time. So Billy, like, lost his temper and, like, smashed into his boat. And that was a foul. And that one foul caused the board of directors or whatever for the whole racing commission in the U.S. to ban Billy, or to ban Ned from racing in the u.s for life yeah so then he goes Went home and back to the guy who gave him the boat and then he's like train yeah. me to race at the world championships in europe because i know i can win and so yeah, yeah. i can be the best there's another thing i, I want like to no point one out, ever was is, yes i did not i was trying to move on because i was like oh no i've i've started something um there's to one thing i want to point my out real test to the, win races the, is my cause the very first race <laughs> that we see Ned in, like, uh, official race in Philly, um, there's, like, you know, six or eight people there or whatever. But basically every other race we see in the, the rest of the film, even, like, one-offs or the world championship on the Tem, it's just two guys. It's just Ned and one other dude. What oh, happened yeah, to racing the rest of actually the race? in the water. Yeah, like, actual race. Like, what? I thought there was supposed to be, like people in this it, yeah, I, I didn't realize it was a head-to-head the whole time yeah i mean <laughs> neither did i i mean it it kind of seemed like that first big race in philly uh where they were first racing in the new boat uh he got second place like everybody thought he was going to lose because i forget like he had some trouble at the start or something so everybody thought he was going to lose oh no one of the races was like hey is that a crack in your oar and he takes it out of the water to look at it and then the starting gunfire so he starts at a disadvantage whatever but um that race was i i think like a qualifier because they get back to uh the guy who gave him the boat they get back to his house and he's like all drinking like oh i'm a laughing stock and then billy tells him no the guy won second he qualified 
So maybe that was yeah. just like the qualifier to see which two guys raced the next. I think I, I think I that's exactly right. It's never explained, but also we no, never not. see <laughs> that, that another is a race theme like in this that. movie. Yeah, it's never explained. The boy in blue. <laughs> uh, we never see a race like that again. We only see head to heads from then on out. Yeah. Which I guess is maybe to assume since Billy's like or since Ned is like the best that he's we're only seeing like final championship level races. I don't I know, guess. man. I It's just I don't know. It's cut to cut to cut to cut this to that to this to that and you're supposed to follow the story. It's just wow. <laughs> it what it what it seems to me is it was a movie made for a story that everybody already knew. Yeah, I guess. That that like, could be very I, true. If I was familiar with that story, yeah, it would have been great. But see, that is another failing then, because that's not how you make a good biopic (laughs) movie. Like, (laughs) like it's supposed to play out. Like, nobody knows the story. (laughs) That's how those movies are made. Oh, man. What I think it was is just, like, low budget. Hey, this could make some money. And then, but it wasn't low budget, though. No, it wasn't that low for the time. Um, And it had... Like, it uh, looked the, good. It was very good looking. Like, the, the costume I and think, set design was great. And, yeah, it, like, the acting was great. good. It was fine. But it's just the execution was swing and a miss. I don't know. I, for me, this feels like a movie that was done well and then completely butchered on the editing room floor. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Man. What a fucking mess this movie was. <laughs> also, the Aussie, uh, which is the the other like sculling champion that is a, I think supposed to be the antagonist of this film. He's like the main rival that Ned has to deal with. Yeah, um, he tries to race him. He races him like twi- two or three times. He tries. Yeah, like, to I wouldn't race him a say antagonist. Like I would say his rival. Yeah, um, I mean, like he's he's cocky and a dick, but he's just the rival. Yeah, I fucking can't stand that actor slash character. Every time that the that guy was on screen, it was like, oh, his his fucking mustache is terrible. His, he's cross-eyed. He talks like an asshole. He is a dick. His posture is all weird, and it's just like it was just like every aspect of that character characterization I hated. Man, let's hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, probably not. Or maybe he does. <laughs> like if that was how it was supposed to be, he's probably a great actor. Yeah. No, no, Man. that that definitely was supposed to be the, a guy that you are not supposed to like. So. Yes, for sure. And I absolutely did not like that guy. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Well. And then, so then he wins the final mm-hmm. race. Hooray! He's the champion, world champion, and he's married to the. He gets the girl. It's everything worked out. Hooray! And then it cuts to, or the credits start to roll, and you get the the fucking Animal House. End credits like Ned went on to do this shit with the rest of oh, his life, yeah. and then he freeze framing gave you like, uh, like a, not even a paragraph of what Ned oh. went on to do. It's like <laughs> Ned went on to win like nine hundred more races and a billion more championships. I think it and was two hundred consecutive races, which actually is impressive. But it's go a, on. very impressive. He he kept the championship title for three decades after that. Yeah, it's very impressive. The dudes, yeah. Which and is then it said, why this movie just didn't do him justice. <laughs> the the last sentence was, after his career, Ned decided to run for office and won in a landslide. Yeah, political what office, fuck, he said. What office? Where is this taking place? It said we still have political no idea. office, and he got it. Like, 
It might be an Arnold Schwarzenegger governator thing. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> like we local have... celebrity wins public office. Like he's now the governor of his hometown or some shit. Local celebrity wins public. We have no way of knowing, and yeah. there's there's I mean, literally no way to find up. out. There's no way to find out, Brian. Okay. I do not. I, I personally do not recommend this film. <laughs> yeah, unless, I know. I mean, unless you have a canoe fetish, or understandably a young Nicolas Cage fetish, because I could actually maybe get behind that. <laughs> Either one no, of I mean, those things are worth watching this film for. The but dude definitely it. looked good for this movie. That's that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it was like peak. He looked pretty good in Birdie. Um, but yeah, this but was this like, movie. You got shots of like literally him doing sit ups with dumbbells and stuff, and then he gets yeah. up. He has like a six pack. It's yeah, a full six pack. He's he's got like almost Chris Evans Captain America body. Nah. His pecs aren't his pecs aren't that big. But he's he not was that like big. He's like he's he, still yeah, wiry. Right. It seems like he. It almost looked like he like actually did some rowing to to prepare for this movie. I'm, I'm sure that he did. Because like, um, how could you get those shots otherwise? You would hurt yeah. yourself rowing that hard if you didn't practice first. But like, exactly. That, that's how you get that like real slim kind of wiry strong. Yeah. Not he's got not, he's got like a swimmer's body. bodybuilder strong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but like, he had the same inverted Dorito. Uh, just to a much smaller extent. <laughs> Inverted Dorito. <laughs> That's... So... <God> damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend this yeah. movie. If you're uh, if you're falling down the rabbit hole of Nick Cage's filmography, you might uh, you you might could skip this one. We did I it could. for you. Don't worry, yeah. we got your back. We, we made it to the credits, so you don't have to. Brian, we made it to the credits, Inc. We've got your back. I'd I'd give it... God, I did not enjoy this movie very much. I'd give it a good... Five or six. Nah, it's... I was... Yeah. I was going to give it a seven. Let's say six out of 28. Six out of 28? I'll give it a seven out of 28, um, purely because (laughs) the canoes were gorgeous. Yeah, no, my God. Like, when they... they did the close-up shot of the brand new boat where he yeah. like they were showing off his new rolling seat like that was just well crafted and yeah. pleasant to look at and it was you it was get, very nice i got the feeling that it was like okay this is where this is why this movie is such a fucking mess because they spent all of their budget on thousand dollar <laughs> canoes <laughs> i get it now <laughs> but yeah no i am I'm a, a sucker for good woodworking, good craftsmanship. So, all right. So don't abandon us just yet. Um, there's more shit movies on the horizon. However, the next movie <laughs> is going to be Peggy Sue Got Married, which is, I think, the film that most people know Nicolas Cage from. Like early his that when people think of like early Nick Cage, this is usually the film that they come up with. This or Raising Arizona, which is the yeah, the next one. I've actually never heard of Peggy Sue Got Married. It would be an adventure for me. I, I actually, I haven't. Either. I haven't heard of any movies we've watched so far. Full yep. disclosure. <laughs> yep, I'm in the same boat. We are not yet to the stage of movies that I am familiar with. <laughs> We're just dipping our toes in the pool of Nicolas Cage. That you want to cut that one out? 
I'll dip my toes in those abs. Bye. <laughs> Bye.